Hey everyone, welcome to episode 92, Rack Away. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to listen. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. I cannot believe how excited you guys all are for our podcast. And it's just growing and growing and growing. And I love all the tags. The best thing you can do to show that this is a value to you is to screenshot any episode, screenshot your phone, put it in your stories, put it on your social media, put it on anywhere, email it and tag me because then I can see the love and we're spreading the love. We're gonna hit a million. I'm telling you, that's the goal of our podcast. And it's literally a teamwork makes a dream work. So speaking of random acts of kindness, which is what Rackaway stands for, I love doing racks. We call them racks. And I'm also seeing from the listener statistics that you guys are loving when we talk about examples. You like the tangible. You like something to put your teeth into. So I got examples coming out of my ears. Sometimes I feel like I don't want to just be talking about me and my kids or when clients share things with me, it's kind of personal. And so if you want to hear more examples, I can talk about my kids' examples all day and all night. Because remember, it's all 50-50. And I'm also noticing a lot of you want them in the 21 to 30 minute range. I would say that we got the most. And then 11 to 19 was a big one too. I was like, oh, okay. And then there was some zero to 10. I don't know if I could ever get a podcast out in 10 minutes, but, 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 but I think it's possible. So when we're talking about random acts of kindness, I want to tell you that the reason why this started was for selfish reasons. Because when I was unconscious, which sounds silly to say out loud, but when I was not managing my mind, I thought I need to have kind children and I need to show them kindness, not show them with me. I needed them to go be kind. Kindness was really important to me. It still is, of course. But can you be kind all the time, all day, every day? You can try your best, but we all mess up. We're all human. 50% of the time we're kind, 50%, mm, not so much. I'm not always nice to David and the kids. They're not always nice to me and that's okay. I don't want all kindness. And so I think that kind of takes the pressure. I want to be B minus kind. To them and vice versa. So it kind of takes the pressure off. You have to be kind. You have to be kind. You have to be kind. Not so much takes the pressure off not making it important, but not freaking out when it doesn't happen. That's what I was doing that I was messing up. When it didn't happen, when they were unkind to each other, to someone else, to me, I lost my mind. It made no sense now looking back, but that was a big trigger for me was manners and kindness. And I still think it's very important. Don't get me wrong. However, if I want to show kindness, and that's really important to me, I kind of think I need to start with modeling it first. Because me yelling at them not being kind is seems a little counterintuitive. And their little brains are like, I am so confused by you, bro. You say kind while you're yelling at me. So I have like a little balance of kindness. And it's really important. And I would say the number one way to teach it and anything you want to teach is to model and embody it and shoot for B-. minus. Then it takes off the pressure that you have to be kind and nice and kind and nice and kind and nice all the time. Because then when you're not, then that means you're not worthy, you're not whole, there's something wrong with you. So I asked all of you, what are some examples of little random acts of kindness that you have done or received? And I am telling you, once you start doing this, it is very addictive. You will understand the concept of it is better to give than receive. 
you will also be able to get out of your own ego. This is the greatest way to step out of your ego is to do kindness for strangers that you don't know and doing it anonymously so you're not doing it for something in return. Now you can do racks all day around the house. And when you're doing racks around the house to the people that you love, do it in a way where you're not expecting anything in return. That's a true rack. Sometimes I do things I'm like, oh, I think I kind of want that in return. Sometimes not so much. Sometimes I'm like, I go there. I'm like, oh, I wonder what they're going to do for me in return. Oh, then I just stop. So just as long as you're on to yourself and you're just light and fluffy about it and be like, oh, I see what you're doing where you go. I know what you're doing. You don't want to lean into vulnerability because the only reason why we give and expect something in return is because the brain does not like vulnerability, but the heart loves vulnerability. So when you can kind of like be on yourself and be like, you know what? I'm going to be a fire hose of love and I'm going to be vulnerable in my most vulnerable relationships. And then you'll see your brain will start to spaz out. Let it spaz out. And then you're just going to kind of talk it off the ledge. Because when you or me or we, when we turn down the fire hose, that hurts us because that resistance of love is very painful. So you open up to vulnerability. Like Brene Brown says, when we lose our tolerance for vulnerability, joy becomes foreboding. We are all spending our whole life running away from tricky emotions, even though they happen. And we're also running away from vulnerability. Isn't that crazy? We all do it because that's the brain trying to protect us. So it's kind of like Maggie, when the Amazon people come, like, I understand you're trying to do with your job. It's okay. I thank you. I love you. And no, you're not going to bark at the Amazon person. That's not going to work for me, okay? So I asked you for examples and you came up with such good examples because I think the more we can stretch our mind and have examples, then it'll become more natural and it's very addictive. The reason why I said this was selfish when I started is because I was doing it to try to like show my kids like, hey, this is what we're going to do. See, 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 like lesson, lesson, lesson. And then I was doing it when they weren't even around. It was like they helped me get out of my own ego and I'm like, that felt so good. It's almost like a shot of dopamine that you get for free. Now, random acts of kindness don't always have to cost money. Like back in the day when the shopping carts used to be in the parking lot, we used to bring them back up to the store. And if I forgot, because we're writing on their unconscious brain, the kids thought it was just what you do. So then if I forgot, or it was in a time, they would say, mom, we got to get the carts. I'm like, oh yeah, thanks. You're so kind. Reaffirm, 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 reaffirm. So listen to these examples that you all came up with because this is our podcast. Lisa says, I like to give people in need food or pay for their groceries if they don't have enough money. Oh, are you kidding me? Dawn says, I keep a basket by my front door with snacks for all the delivery people. She said she started it during the holidays and then she just kept going because it was so enjoyable because we rise in helping others. We rise in lifting others. This is very contagious. And what happens is you train the kids at a very small age to think that this is just the way it is. And then they don't think to question it. And then they kind of keep you honest because when you don't do the thing, they will remind you. So it's almost like in the beginning, we remind them like, oh, we should do this. Oh, we should do this. Oh, we should do this. And how good it makes us feel and all the ooey gooey feelings and all the light and fluffy. And then over time, because we're more patterned and we're more routine, it's harder for us to start new habits. For them, that's all they know. So then if the shopping cart isn't taken up, they remind you or the garbage, or if you're picking up garbage around the neighborhood, or if you're paying for the person behind you. We always pay for the person behind us in a drive-thru. And one time I forgot and Lily's like, what are you doing? She was so aghast. I'm like, what, is your order wrong? She can't even pay for the person behind you. I'm like, you know, and so, because she doesn't know any different when you do it day in and day out. Like when I was a kid, my dad, we lived in Coral Springs and we would go pick up trash in Publix bags and gloves and all that and all that good stuff. And one time he's like, what about that can over there? Or that cup over there. I'm like, okay, daddy, I'll go get it. And I got the cup and there was a dollar inside. I lost my mind with excitement. I was like, let's go get garbage some more. 
I was so jacked up with excitement because at like age six, a dollar is like $150. He tells me years later, years, like this is a good reason to lie to your kids. He tells me he put the dollar there as a little reinforcement. I was like, go you dad, what are you doing? That's amazing. So when we're doing these things, it's good to affirm them and remind them of how good it makes them to feel kind and how good it makes them feel inside and the ooey gooey and where do you find kindness? Because I think it's important that we talk to our kids about where they feel anger and where they feel sadness and what does it feel like in your body and what color is it? And so they can get a really good handle on it. Does it feel like calzone? Does it feel like coke? Does it feel like it's in your stomach or does it feel like it's in your heart or in your shoulders or in your back or in your head? Does your head start hurting? Sometimes that happens to me. That's really important to talk about how it feels so they can get some authority and not be so afraid to feel their feelings. They're like, oh, this is part of the human experience. Nothing's gone wrong. I've been over this a hundred times. It's kind of like reading a book. I've already read this book. Oh, this is a new word that I didn't know. Okay, this is, so it's not like they're flipping out because they're flipping out. And so the same thing we can do with our ooey gooey emotions. I love ooey gooey emotions. I'm actually wearing a shirt right now. It says more love. Love is like my favorite word in the dictionary. So talk about where does love feel? Where do you feel it in your heart? What color is it? What does it make you feel like? Because when we know that emotions are what fuel us and what make us do all of our choices, because everyone wants to feel better. So capitalize it on the times where they're feeling joy and when they do kind things and affirm. And But your brain is not gonna look for this on its own. Remember, the brain seeks pleasure, avoids pain, and is efficient. 80% of our thoughts are always going to go to the negative. When Lily empties the dishwasher, sometimes she empties most of it, but sometimes she'll lose a couple things. She's like, I didn't know where those pots and pans go. I'm like, what? That is ridiculous. But, 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 focusing on the fact that she emptied the dishwasher, and then I can still, you know, poke fun at the fact like, oh, these pots and pans, I can't imagine where they would go after living in this house for 10 years. Let me think, hmm, hmm, hmm. But the brain wants to be like, are you serious? You're gonna leave the pots and pans in there again? So you can still correct it. You're just doing it in a more light and fluffy way instead of focusing on the negative, like I can't believe she left the pots and pans. Grady, the other day, he brought home his work for the week and he had a lot of things in the 90s. And I was like, you're in trouble. He's like, what did I do? I'm like, I am not happy right now. He could tell I was joking, but I was also like acting like I was using my serious voice, which I don't like to use a lot because then I'm like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. And so I was like, I cannot believe this. You are taking away my job as your mother. He's like, what are you talking about? I know you're joking. I know you're pranking. What, what, what? He's like, is there a note there from a teacher? I'm like, no, you got so many 90s and hundreds that daddy and I have nothing to do. How are we supposed to teach you anything when you're getting all these A's and B's? This is redonkulous. And he was laughing. But what I was trying to teach him is like, you don't have to get A's and B's. It's okay to get C's and D's and F's because guess what? That's when we step in and we help. And we see that this is a language to us versus something's gone wrong, what is going on? Because it's so tempting. And that's what your brain will do. If you had a child take a spelling test and there was 20 words, the brain will go to the two that they missed. Oh, you missed those two. Why would you miss those two? We practiced those 14 times over. And you can still talk about the two, but instead focus on the 18 they got right and capitalize on that. And that's when you'll see more of what you wanna see. The greatest way to change a child's behavior is focus on what you want to see, catch them doing that, and then reaffirm that, how it makes them feel on the inside, their inner pride, not how it makes you feel, how it makes them feel. And then you'll see a child who's, self-affirming, evolving, on their own, independent, doing things because it feels good, not because they wanna please mom and dad. Now they're still gonna make choices. And who says that they're bad? They're just choices. Every choice has a consequence. So they get to choose, they have free will. I hold the line or whatever that consequence is. Sometimes it's just natural they feel bad about the decision they made. So it's not about raising perfect kids and unicorn kids and Stepford kids. It's about 
allowing for the mistakes and focusing on the 18 spelling words that they got right versus the two spelling words that they got wrong. But the brain will go to the two spelling words they missed. I promise on a stack of Bibles, that's why we manage our mind and we don't let our mind manage us. This will not feel natural. Now, when you're doing things like random acts of kindness with your kids, what will happen is you'll start to create this energy of positivity that's contagious. And then you'll be helping them with the random acts of kindness. And then they'll be helping you. They'll come up with ideas that you won't even think of. Leanna says, I love to pick up the tab for police, EMT, or firefighters wherever I'm at. I love that. Susan says, we've been fixing up our backyard. We noticed workers at the plant nursery didn't have water, so we gave them some each time we go. How easy is that? Whenever a worker comes to your house, do you need anything to drink? you need anything to eat? Sometimes that won't feel natural because you're so worried about the plumbing that has a leak in it. Nothing has gone wrong. That doesn't mean you're mean. That doesn't mean you're unkind. That doesn't mean you're selfish. That just means we're thinking about our own self and our own problems. That is normal. So random acts of kindness help us get out of our ego and get out of fear and get out of lack and stop focusing on the pipes that are burst versus the person who's coming over to fix the pipes. What does he or she need? Janine says, we pay for the person behind Starbucks at Chick-fil-A. Love that. I like paying for people behind me because I get embarrassed doing random acts of kindness in person. Like I get, it's like awkward and they're like, no, no, no. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And you're like, no, yes, no, yes. So I love doing the drive-through because it's anonymous. I say it's a random acts of kindness. They can pay it forward or not. For me, it gets a little awkward. Like if I pay someone's bill at a restaurant, I am like, do not tell them who did this under any circumstances because I do not want them to come by. I'm just a little shy on the shy side. So them coming over the table, and thanking me would be so embarrassing. So I just say, if they want to thank me, just tell them to pay it forward. And I love that movie, Pay It Forward. Mandy says, I try to tell new moms that they're good moms or they're doing a good job. That is so important. I remember when I first started, I was like, I am horrible at this. This is terrible. I'm terrible. This was not meant to be. I'm not cut out for this. So when people told me that, I was like, um, I love hearing that, but I think you're lying. I would love hearing it. And then an hour later, I'm like, they don't even know. They don't know the real truth behind the scenes of how hard this is. And they're like, yes, we do. Denise said she had someone pay for her daughter's clothes at a store. That is so cool. One time we were at Starbucks. This was so cool. Such a God wink. And our total was like $16.55. Dad, cover your ears. He's like, why do you spend so much money at that place? I can make you a cold cup of coffee. It'll cost you a quarter. I won't even charge you, Kelly. I'm like, you don't understand. You don't have a tween. Oh my gosh, she's almost a teen. You don't have a teen. She's days away from teenager world. It's all about the bonding. It's not about the coffee. Oh, so the story was we paid for something and it was like $16. I'm like, you have Starbucks points. Do you want to use them? I'm like, sure, let's go. And then it was like down to $8. And then they said, you have more points. Do you want to use them? I'm like, yes, let's go. And then the total was like, I don't know, $4.52. And I'm like, let's go. I like this. This is awesome. And so I paid it and I said, okay, I want to pay for the person behind me. How much is their bill? Guess how much it was? Guess how much it was? Four fifty-two. It was the exact price that the Starbucks points had not made out to it. Now, if that's not a God wink and a God had five, I don't know what is. I'm just saying. And sometimes you might get burned when you do random acts of kindness. I think I remember telling you this time last year, I did a Starbucks gift card giveaway. I posted a hundred dollar, I think it was a hundred, don't quote me, hundred dollar gift card online. I say, everybody go buy yourself a cup of coffee and then take a picture of you holding your coffee and let's spread the kindness and then pay for the person behind you. And it was like this like ripple effect I was so excited about. And everybody was so excited. And then like within four minutes, someone says, oh, it's already empty. I'm like, that's impossible. We have like two pictures. How is it empty? I called Starbucks and they said, oh, someone bought their coffee for $5 and they took the $95 and put it on their Starbucks card account. I was like, wait, what? No, that did not just happen. Are you for real, Camille? So sometimes that will happen, but you know what? Easy come, easy go. We're just focusing on our side of the street. That burned my heart. I'll tell you what, girlfriend and boy. Oh, leave the quarter in my cart at Aldi. 
offer to assist the elderly with loading groceries in their car, getting things off shelves, letting people go in front of me who only have a few items. I love that. Sometimes Lily and I, when we go to the doctor for scoliosis, her scoliosis, we will hang a dollar on the vending machine and say, enjoy, pay it forward. Vicky says, I came home from the hospital because of an electrolyte imbalance. I had to call my next door neighbor over to keep me company very early in the morning at a moment's notice. She came immediately and reassured me with her presence because of a very early hour. It was nice of her. I couldn't ask for a better neighbor. Are you for real? That is amazing. When someone is there for you in your most vulnerable times, that is something you will never, ever, ever forget. I remember when I had shingles, when we were under a lot of stress as a family, and I got shingles at like 35. Like, what is going on? David lost 20 pounds due to all the stress. He is a beanpole, if you've ever seen pictures. For him to lose 20 pounds is not good. We were under a lot of stress with the moldy house and the move, and it was just a big, big one of those seasons. You're like, are we going to get through this? And I remember my girlfriend, Jen Biasi, she said, let me take your kids for a couple hours. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? And Grady was not even one yet. So he hadn't had the chickenpox vaccine. And I had shingles, which is in the family of chickenpox. And David was traveling a lot. So guess who couldn't really be near around their newborn baby? He was a newborn, but he was not a toddler. I don't even think he was walking. I think he was still crawling. Yeah, he was before he was one. And then she's sending me all these pictures of Lily painting. And I was like, this is unbelievable. Because in those most vulnerable moments is when you need it the most. And to feel that feeling is a gift we can give all the time to other people. So thanks, Jen, if you're listening. If you live in Naples, if you see Jen, say, hey, I heard your name. Make a big batch of soup or chili and sharing it with single friends or family. Love that. Maggie says, I think just listening, talking, and conversation goes a long way with someone who may need it. Yes, when you just want to vent and someone's there to listen, guess what? We can give that gift to our kids when they just want to vent. We don't have to fix anything. Our children are not broken, nor are we. That is the greatest gift. You just lean into the emotion. Your brain will want to fix the thing. That's okay. Just lean into the emotion and they will feel so connected to you that they will come up with a solution on their own. Or they might say, I don't know what to do. Do you have any ideas? Like, let them ask. A lot of times when my kids come to me, I'm like, do you want to let this out? Or do you want me to help you as a life coach? Like, what, what's going on? Like, as a life coach, I'm like, bro, I am a coach of life. I can help you through this. That's what I'm thinking in my brain. But instead, I'm just holding the space and agreeing with the emotion of how hard that is to feel that emotion. Oh, Jen made the kindness rocks and she puts them all around town. I love that. Talk about contagious. Lindsay bakes bread or cookies a lot and gives them out to neighbors or friends who are sick and sad. Oh, Lindsay, that's so sweet. She used to be my neighbor or neighborish. What is it called when you live in the same town? Is that a neighbor? Anyway, Lindsay, I need you to move over here. Caroline says, bottled water in my car with cash to help. I also have baggies with hygiene items to give. Love that. Don says, paid for employees' water bills this month so he didn't get it shut off. He doesn't know I did it. Oh, that's the best. Sorry, my voice got really high. When I talk like that, Grady's like, okay, you're doing the voice. You're doing the voice. Stop it, stop, stop. I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I get really excited and my voice gets really high and I'm like, ee! So these are some examples. Now, it just kind of gets your juices flowing on how it could be. Now, sometimes like when they were little, we had a, like a little bulletin board. I went to like a Goodwill or a Faith Farm. I got a bulletin board and then we hung hearts on there every time we did a random act of kindness. And random acts of kindness can be done in the house too. It's kind of like the tattle box and it's focused. We did, we did it in the month of February, but you can do it any month. You can do it year round. And so we had little paper hearts that were already pre-cut. The easier you can make it, the better. And then we hung on the bulletin board the different random acts of kindness that were happening within the home. It could be daddy got the mail for us so we didn't have to go out there in the rain. It could be I fell down and my sister brought me an ice pack or my stuffed animal. What happens is the reason why we started this was to try to teach kindness to our kids. But what happened is they started teaching kindness to us. 
and reminding us of different ways. And then it teaches their brain. Remember, our brains are like metal detectors. It will look for what we ask it to look for. And this is a great way to flip that 80-20 to make it 20-80. 20% negative, 80% positive. And how about we just shoot for 50-50? And if this is too hard or too overwhelming, just take one, do one a week. Then maybe do twice a week. But you'll notice once you start doing it, your kids will start to look for evidence for it and then they'll find paper hearts. And it just changes the energy within the home. But it won't happen naturally, I promise. And don't beat yourself up that it's not happening naturally. Don't beat yourself up that your kids aren't kind all the time. No human that I know is kind all the time. It's a goal to shoot for, but let's just shoot for B minus. Because what happens is we get this all or nothing thinking that we have to be kind all the time. And if we lose it on our kids one time, then it just throw the baby out of the bathwater. So I might as well be unkind all the time. It doesn't work that way. I was talking to a mom. She said, three to five is a tough time for me. I just try to be kind between three and five, three and five. I said, how about you just do three to 3.30? And then the next day and do that for a couple of days. Because consciousness is hard. It's a lot of effort. And what happens is you do like little baby steps. And then you're like, let's, we've done this for a couple of days. Let's do three to 3.45. What happens is the three to five will be a lot easier if it happens. And if it doesn't, you won't beat yourself up for it. The point is not to beat yourself up for it. And you kind of let your brain off the hook a little bit. And then you build on that and you're like, let's just do three to four. I'm going to try this from three to four. I'm going to practice consciousness between three to four. See what triggers me, lean into the trigger, feel the feelings, teach the kids how to feel the feelings, hold the space. At four o'clock, I can lose my mind. What happens is you get your brain on board. It's kind of a brain hack. Kind of when I go for my runs. If I go for an hour run, I don't ever tell my brain we're going for an hour run. First, I said, we're going to run for five minutes. My brain's like, okay, I can do that. You talk to your brain like it's a toddler. Then I said, all right, we're going to run for 10 minutes. And then I did that six times. And then I did that for a couple of weeks. Then I said, okay, brain, we're only gonna run for 15 minutes. It's not that big of a deal. Let's go. And then you build and you build and you build. And all of a sudden you're telling your brain, we're gonna run for 30 minutes. Your brain's like, oh, I can do that. Boom, out the door, running. So the same thing works with whatever goal you're going after. Break it into smaller steps. Tell your brain what's up. Take control of the raffia and setting the raffia controlling you. So please email me. Let me know how this helped you. And I can't wait to see your random acts of kindness. Please tag me and please screenshot this episode post it wherever and tag me away because I love sharing our podcast together and we're going to get to a million downloads. Let's go. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.